Hey guys, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, be sure to like and subscribe, uh, share with your friends, all that good stuff. We're going to be talking about consistency today. We're going to get right into it. So consistency is actually one of the most powerful forces in human thinking. And that seems counterintuitive because we're surrounded with all these examples of people acting out of character and in these irrational ways. But whether we realize it or not, the need to be consistent with what we believe is actually pretty overwhelming. So one thing the brain is an expert at is justifying itself. If you've ever been in an argument and at some point you realize that you were wrong and but you keep arguing anyway and then after a while you start to like find all this evidence like no like I really was right and then you believe that you're right again even though that you knew that you were wrong well this is a really good example of your brain um, justifying itself of trying to be consistent because you're saying a certain thing even if you don't believe it your brain wants to kind of fill that gap it wants to make it true it's really uncomfortable holding opposing viewpoints if you believe one thing and later on you learn that that thing's untrue, you're going to experience a really strong feeling of discomfort. And this discomfort is called cognitive dissonance. When your beliefs are challenged with evidence, you can actually feel like a mental strain as your unconscious mind kind of goes into overdrive and it starts trying to come to terms with the new idea. And a lot of times, honestly, it's if, if it really contradicts everything you believe, even if it's great evidence, even if it's undeniable evidence, you'll probably just ignore it. All right. And you see this all the time. We're going to talk about it in a minute. But there's a couple reasons why it's so difficult to change your viewpoint on these really deep beliefs. But understanding them helps you watch out for the, the pitfalls that you know, you're know you probably going to run into at some point. But it also gives you a pretty good opportunity to hack them. All right, and that's what we're going to close with. So let's go ahead and get started. First of all, your brain stores information based off of association. So if you see a dog in front of you, you're not going to see that dog objectively as like a neutral thing. You're going to see it based off of every experience that you've had with dogs in the past. So if as a kid, if you were bitten by a dog, you're probably going to, like, if it, if it colored your, your viewpoint of dogs for the rest of your life and you see them in this negative way, uh, you're, you're going to associate that dog with potential danger and pain and you know all these childhood traumas whatever as opposed to somebody who you know loves dogs and has never had a bad experience with dogs they're not going to see that same thing in the exact same way follow and it's not enough that you you just see okay well this is a dog and this is the experience i've had with dogs your your brain also pulls up you know what what color is it what what size is it what breed is it what's it doing you know what environment am i in it's not you can't see this one thing objectively. It's based off of a, a huge combination of, you know, a bunch of different experiences. There's no standalone information in your brain. So everything is associated with something else. And so every time you go into that um, part of your brain where you find that knowledge, it's, it's connected to all these other things. So if, you're, if you want to change your mind about something that you believe for a long time, like if you've been scared of dogs your entire life, um, you have to, to change that belief. You have to completely overhaul all this like physical stuff. I mean, like the way that your brain is wired, the, the neural pathways that have been strengthened over and over again through uh, all this repetition of use. You have to physically change that because your, your brain, that's, that's how information is stored. So to, to rewire itself, that takes a lot of energy. It's really difficult. It's really uncomfortable. Um, nobody wants to do it, right? And this is why people, they get stuck in their ways as they get older, or at least they, they can. 
Um, because with every experience that you have, you're stacking that on top of more and more experiences, right? And you're building more and more connections and associations. And what's happening is you're finding evidence to support whatever you believe. So if you believe that dogs are aggressive and you know potentially dangerous, every time there's a news story about a pit bull killing a child, you're good, that, that's going to stand out to you. That's going to seem like that's a big deal. As opposed to... Like, uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this conversation before. You know, some people are totally against pit bulls, and then some people are you know, huge on like, I don't know, it's only if you you know raise them wrong or whatever. I'm not gonna say who's right or who's wrong. I'm gonna say that both of those people they believe, and they have the exact same amount of evidence to support it, right? So if somebody sees a newspaper where this pit bull mauled and killed a whole family, which I, I think that's probably an exaggeration, but they're gonna see that as well. There should be there's there's certain circumstances there, you know, like. That's that's the exception. That's that's unusual. Somebody who's terrified of dogs is going to see that as more evidence, like to stay away from dogs, right? So, you're going to filter out the evidence that disagrees with what you believe, and you're going to fixate on the evidence that supports what you believe, because your brain wants to be consistent. Um, it's not interested in finding all this new information. It, it's interested in finding evidence to support it, right? And this leads us into the second problem, which is the the issue of self justification. And self-justification is essentially, um, no matter no matter what happens, your brain's going to find a way to explain it, right? Even if something happens that completely is outside of your beliefs and goes against whatever you believe in, you're you're going to find a way to make sense of it, even if that doesn't make sense to any other person. And you've probably seen this people they come up they have these ridiculous explanations for something that happened. They like, what, "What are you talking about? Like, how did? Where did you get that from?" It's like, oh no, it's obvious, you know. And that's that's their brain trying to to make sense of things and to justify it, so they don't have to change their viewpoint. And they're not doing this consciously to say, well, I don't want to change. No, this is an unconscious process. We all go through this. We're all guilty of it. This is where the the confirmation bias starts to become a really big deal. The confirmation bias is a is a whole animal to get into. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of information about this. Uh, we're not going to get too far into the weeds because I want to just give you guys some quick little bullet points that you can take and use today like my goal for this show is that if you're if you're listening to it on the way to work you can learn a couple things and you can go apply them today like you don't have to get bogged down in theory and like oh there's all these experiments and this happened in this year and all that nonsense like that's for a psychology class or for the books whatever i try to do all that research for you guys so that i can just kind of present it to you right if you want to get into it by all means um, really understanding the confirmation bias and how your brain starts to justify itself will make you question literally everything about your life. It's super uncomfortable, creates a lot of cognitive dissonance. So let's let's power through a little bit um, just to kind of illustrate what the confirmation bias is and what it looks like. Let's talk about police interrogations. So if you if you're if you're questioned by the police and they, they ask you hey do you have an alibi for this time what were you doing uh with so and so blah 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 if they're asking you they're suspicious of you they, they realize that you could have committed a crime but they're not like convinced that you did if they bring you in for a legitimate interrogation like sit you down in the the soundproof room with the the one-way mirror or whatever they believe that you did it all right they might not be able to prove it but that that cop believes that you did it and I'm speaking from experience here because I've been interrogated before and I was totally innocent. Um, and I, I think that it was, the guy was a, he must've been really new. If he wasn't new, he was just terrible at his job. Um, I gave him a perfectly viable explanation and he decided to try to waste my time. And the, the funny thing is that this whole interrogation, he didn't understand, or he didn't know that I understood so much about 
psychology, and he definitely didn't know that I had done a lot of research on interrogation tactics and stuff like that. So like, I understood exactly what was going on, and I was just kind of screwing with him the whole time. I was kind of leading him on, and uh, like everything that he tried to throw at me, like I understood what was happening, so it wasn't working on me. And I just got, he's get, get getting more and more worked up, and I'm like, you know, this is kind of my way of payback. So, but we're, <laughs> just, just to understand what the confirmation bias is, Imagine that. Imagine that you're a cop, and somebody you have somebody that you believe most likely committed this crime, and you bring them in, and they sit down down in front of you, and you know you start asking them questions. Hey, did you kill this person? Where 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 were you on this day? Blah blah blah, and they they start answering, and you know they're making eye contact with you. They're super relaxed. They're calm. They're laid back. Um, they seem very natural and at ease. Well. They're being questioned for murder. Like this is a huge deal. A normal person would be nervous, right? So, they must be trying to hide something. Why else? Why else would they be so calm? Like nobody is this calm under this kind of pressure, right? And so, you start to kind of like you. You're more convinced now. You're even more convinced that they're that they're guilty, right? So you start really kind of laying into them. You start throwing all this stuff at them and all these accusations. You start speeding up the pace of the conversation, trying to trip them up, and then. You know, they start to get flustered and they get real nervous and they start stuttering and they start backtracking and they start kind of changing their story and you start saying, oh, they're nervous. That's evidence that they're guilty. But whoa, 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 wait a minute. So them being calm is evidence of, of them being guilty, but them being nervous is also evidence of them being guilty. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like, and, and th- this kind of thing happens all the time. Um, the uh, politics is a great example. Somebody on, on one side is going to believe that no matter what happens, the other side is just beyond stupid. They're 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 dumb. They they can't accomplish anything. Everything that they do accomplish is, you know, so superficial and you know it's just a sham and so on and so forth. Uh, the 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 debates are a great example of this because I have friends that are you know diehard on both sides and they both come up to me and I I. I don't really talk about my political beliefs. I'm pretty quiet about it. So when you don't talk about things, when you don't disagree with people, they kind of just assume that you agree with them. So everybody kind of just thinks that I agree with them because I, I don't. I don't really argue with them because I, I, I'm more. I'm more curious than anything. Like I, I kind of observe them. So somebody will come up to me after the debates, and they say, "Oh wow, did you see? You know, my side. I'm not going to get into it, but." Like, did you see my side? Like, they, they totally dominated that whole discussion. Their side was so dumb and, like, they couldn't blah, blah, blah. And then oh, a couple hours later, somebody with a, the opposite um, viewpoint comes up and says, did you see the debate last night? My side won. They totally dominated that conversation. I know there, there's just no evidence. Like, I don't understand how anybody could vote for that other guy. He's an idiot. And both people like really believe that the other side is an idiot. And then, you know, your libertarian friends come up and they're like, you see the debate, both sides are so stupid. I don't understand how we can do this. And it, everybody feels just as justified. They, they, they see, they're so convinced that they are right about this, right? Because what happens is they are only looking for the evidence to support what they believe in. And they're ignoring everything else. And they, they don't realize that they're doing this. They're not like intentionally you know, being blind to this, you know, bigger picture, right? Your brain is just, it's so good at finding evidence and at justifying itself. And the, the issue here is that a lot of it's unconscious. So we, we don't, this can lead to a lot of issues. I mean, cause we, 
it it's very unlikely that we're going to see things objectively, that we're going to look at the big picture. And so if we're in a situation that we need to, obviously that can be a pretty big problem, right? Obviously this can be a pretty big problem. However, it's extremely useful. And we're going to get into that real quickly. And if I had started off the podcast with this, I feel like I would have lost a lot of people. This is why I saved it for the end. I'm going to surprise you guys with it. Like, how is this useful? Okay. Personal story. I used to be super depressed. And at some point, I just I kind of hit a breaking point. And I started saying, and I didn't understand the, the science behind it. But I started saying, you know, what if I just tell myself that, like, I'm happy? What if I just, like, lie to myself? Maybe I'll eventually start to believe that lie. And I started doing it. And I was telling myself every single day, like, I'm, I'm happy, I feel great, and blah, blah, blah. And every time I started to feel bad, I would just kind of go through these affirmations over and over again. And at first, it was super uncomfortable. Because what's happening is, if you're using affirmations to change you know, your, your quality of your life, or if it's something that you don't believe, but you want it to be true, you want it to be true eventually. So like, let's say, you know, if you, want to, if you tell yourself over and over again that you're good with money, that you're really happy, that you're... Um, you know, capable of being in a fulfilling, loving relationship, whatever, it, whatever it is, if if you're not at that place and you say it out loud to yourself, I am, you know, happy, whatever, let's say happy. It, at first it creates cognitive dissonance because you know that it's not true. Your brain's like, whoa, 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 I'm not happy. <laughs> Who are you trying to fool? But you keep saying it over and over again and you get really uncomfortable because you're, it's not consistent. You're saying something that's not consistent with what you feel and so your brain you have two choices here you can either stop saying this or your brain your your unconscious mind is going to start to find evidence to confirm it you're going to the confirmation bias is going to work in your favor you're going to start to realize oh hey actually you know what Uh, i'm not happy overall but i'm I'm happy with this coffee that i got or i'm happy that you know i hate my job but I'm really glad that I can pay my bills right now. You know, there's really difficult times. A lot of people don't have jobs. And then you start to find these little things. But those little things are the evidence that you start to build up. And once you start to build up more and more evidence and you start to justify, okay, well, I can say that I'm happy because I've got all these these little reasons. And then the bigger those reasons start to get, then it starts to not be a lie anymore. Then that's just how you see life, all right? Um, if you've ever taken a debate class, you probably know... Um, like if, if you've ever had to argue for something that you thought was really silly, at first it seems super difficult. It's like, I, this is stupid. Like, I can't do this. But after you start to find the first reason, the second reason is a little bit easier. After you get three or four reasons, it's like, oh, I can actually, I can argue this like really well. It's super easy because your brain is so good at finding ways to convince itself that whatever you're saying is actually true. So this is the key here. And I, I didn't want to start off by saying that affirmations are this really powerful thing because a lot of people get turned off by that. And I, I get it. I used to as well until I saw how useful they are. And even then I was still kind of like, well, you know, that's kind of weird. I'm going to keep it to myself. But now that I understand, no, this is actually how your brain works. You're, you're going to find that evidence to support what you're telling yourself. And it goes beyond just the evidence. You're going to start to change your behavior subtly. This is your unconscious mind taking over and trying to get in alignment with that so it can stay consistent, right? So if you don't believe me, go out, try it for yourself. Um, after, after, If you tell yourself that you're in a good mood over and over again, I mean, if you're just saying, oh, I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. Well, you know, try, put some effort into it, right? And 
after you say it a couple of times, you start to notice like a little physical change. Like you, you'll probably notice the cognitive dissonance, first of all, but then you'll start to notice that you feel a little bit better. You know, it's, it's super subtle, right? Like I'm not saying it's going to change your life overnight, but the, the thing is that all these little changes are what add up to the big results in the long run. So go try it if you don't believe me. Um, hopefully the confirmation bias doesn't get in the way of you beginning to believe me. That would be really unfortunate. Um, I guess it would prove me right, technically. Uh, you just wouldn't know it. So go out there, give it a shot. Let me know what you guys think.